It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, tight security around LegCo and across Hong Kong ahead of today's debate on the National Anthem Bill. Security Secretary John Lee says authorities are investigating whether people arrested over recent bomb and gun finds have any connection with foreign organisations. And two US senators introduce a bill that they say will defend Hong Kong's autonomy. There's been tight security around LegCo ahead of the second reading today in LegCo of the National Anthem Bill. Police have also been out in force across Hong Kong following online calls from opponents of the bill to disrupt traffic and there have been several arrests. The bill would make it an offence to insult the March of the Volunteers. Still on reports. Police say people have been trying to disrupt transport since early this morning by putting debris on roads and railway tracks, blocking train doors and doing a slow drive protest through the Cross Harbour Tunnel. Services, though, have been largely unaffected. At least 16 people have been arrested for various offences, including dangerous driving and possessing offensive weapons. Police have also seized three cars. Among the incidents, five men were detained in a car that was found with gas masks inside and police said two boys, aged 15 and 18, were arrested in Shem Shui-po for allegedly carrying petrol bombs, goggles and helmets. Police also said a 22-year-old man was found with petrol bombs in Causeway Bay. Liberal Party leader Felix Chung, who will be in LegCo for the reading of the anthem bill, said the police had the situation to control. Last year, on the 12th of June, there were massive people surrounding the LegCo and having difficulty for us to get in. But this time, the police have already made plans protecting the Lashkow right now. I think the situation will not be as worse as last year. The Civic Party leader Alvin Young said the heavy police presence was unnecessary. We have to ask, uh, is it necessary? Um, I thought we were the people's representative, and if people wish to uh, meet their representative, and if they wish to express themselves, that they were allowed. But obviously what the police are doing right now um, and the government are trying to push people away from the parliament. The chairwoman of the pro-democracy Confederation of Trade Unions says it's ridiculous and unreasonable that no previous announcement was made about booking seats in the public gallery. Carol Ung was hoping to listen in on the second reading of the anthem bill but was stopped on the footbridge leading to LegCo. She says she was told there were only five public seats available and they were all taken. At any time, if you want to come into the public access of the LegCo meeting forum and you just go in, unless they prior have a special arrangement, they will let us know well in advance, maybe a week beforehand. But today's situation is not. And when we come over, they stop us here and just say, um, you, you need to have a prior approval or something. And th- this is ridiculous and this is unreasonable. Speaking outside the LegCo chamber, the Chief Secretary Matthew Cheung says the public need not worry about the National Anthem Bill because it only targets those who openly insult the anthem. He also denounced other countries who criticised Beijing's plan to impose national security laws on Hong Kong, stressing that Hong Kong's status as an international financial hub won't change. Billionaire tycoon Li Ka-shing has expressed his support for the proposed national security legislation, saying it will have a positive effect on the long-term stability and prosperity of Hong Kong. 
in an interview with pro-Beijing newspapers Ta Kung Pao and Wenwei Po. The founder of CH Asset Holdings said every cons- country is responsible for safeguarding its own national security, and he believes the enactment of the law will ease Beijing's concerns over Hong Kong. At the same time, he said it's also important for the SAR government to strengthen Hong Kong people's confidence in one country, two systems, and secure the trust of the international community. But the Bar Association has expressed concern that the image of judicial independence in Hong Kong might be damaged if foreign judges aren't allowed to handle trials relating to national security. Anita Yip, the association's vice chairwoman, also commented on reports that Beijing's draft law has been broadened to include not just behaviour but activities that endanger national security. Observing an activity is also an activity itself. So would that be caught by the national security law? I'm just raising the concern. We still look forward to understand the true contents or the entire contents、um, of the national security law. But I think these are very valid concerns, which I believe ought to be addressed. If it is legislated in that way, it definitely covers those protesting activities. Local deputy to the National People's Congress Maggie Chan says there is a need to ban foreign judges and foreign passport holders from trying national security cases. She argued they will have a conflict of interest. The Civic Party's Dennis Kwok disagreed, accusing her of double standards. He said many pro-Beijing lawmakers also had foreign passports. Asked Maggie Chan to ask some of her pro-establishment colleagues who are sitting in this chamber right now. How many of them have foreign passport? Who are at the same time pro-establishment legislative council members? Should they excuse themselves when dealing with matters of national security? Ask them. Security Secretary John Lee says authorities are investigating whether people arrested over recent bomb and gun finds have any connection with foreign organisations. He says the current terrorism threat against Hong Kong remains moderate, but the government won't rule out increasing the level. Mr. Lee was speaking to lawmakers. He spoke to an interpreter. When investigating offenders, we also checked if they have foreign ties, because in the anti-terrorism laws, it is provided that if some individuals already defined as members of a terrorist organization or terrorists by the United Nations, and if the offender is an affiliated person of this terrorist, then the UN ATMO applies. So we'll leave no stone unturned. Two U.S. senators have introduced a bill aimed at defending Hong Kong's autonomy, saying the planned national security legislation is aimed at curbing political dissent. Senators Pat Toomey and Chris Van Hollen say the Hong Kong Autonomy Act would impose mandatory sanctions on entities that violate China's obligations to Hong Kong under the Joint Declaration of the Basic Law. This includes secondary sanctions on banks doing business with these parties. Here's Senator Toomey. For the foreseeable future. They will be very, very dependent on U.S. dollar transactions. So I think、uh, these sanctions that we've、uh, proposed are likely to be very, very powerful for a very long time. Senator Van Hollen said any sanctions would target those who undermine Hong Kong's autonomy. Our goal in this legislation is to you know, make sure that those who are penalized are those who are making the decisions to. Deprive Hong Kong of、uh, its autonomy. I mean, we want to we want to really keep the focus there. Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing hopes to launch Asia and emerging markets futures and options contracts under a licensed deal with the global index publisher MSCI. 
Under the agreement, the Hong Kong Futures Exchange will receive a suite of MSCI equity indexes on which it will base an initial 37 futures and options contracts. The launch date, however, is uncertain as it's still pending regulatory approval. HKEX's Chief Executive Charles Lee says the partnership with MSCI heralds a new era for the Hong Kong market. This will be the defining moment of uh, Hong Kong exchange. And we're really proud that we are able to enter into this great partnership and uh, strategic initiative with MSCI, which is truly the global leader in index providing and uh, particularly in this era of passive investment you know, age and uh, index and developers, big data analytics. Basically, everything that MSCI does is going to define this new era. MSCI CEO and Chairman Henry Fernandez explained why the company decided to enter into a deal with Hong Kong. Hong Kong is and will continue to be a major international financial center. This is where many of our clients are located. This is where investors and traders meet to determine value in securities, in uh, futures and options contracts, in bonds, in currencies, and the like. We continue to see Hong Kong as a major crossroads in the world of investments and finance for years and decades to come. Tens of thousands of senior secondary students have returned to school today after a four-month class suspension due to the coronavirus pandemic. One school in Chen Kono, students had to have their temperatures taken before they were allowed into the campus and they were required to wash their hands before entering the classrooms. The morning assembly was also cancelled to prevent students from congregating. The school principal told RTHK that the arrangements went smoothly, adding that his students were highly cooperative and abided by the measures. Four police officers have been fired in the U.S. state of Minnesota after the death of a black man who was arrested and pinned down by his neck. Video of the incident shows it shows the man, George Floyd, groaning and repeatedly saying, I can't breathe. The mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Frey, described the incident as, as wrong on every level. The city's police chief, Medaria Arondondo, gave his reaction. What occurred last night is certainly very tragic, very sad. When Mayor Frey appointed me as chief of the Minneapolis Police Department, I was very steadfast and strong on what our department vision, values, and our culture change would be moving forward. And one of those pillars is sanctity of life. We know that there are inherent dangers in the profession of policing, but the vast majority of the work we do does never require the use of force. President Emmanuel Macron has set out a vision to transform the French car industry with more than 8 billion US dollars in state aid for a sector badly hit by the coronavirus crisis. Speaking at an automotive parts factory in northern France, he promised bigger subsidies of more than 7,000 US dollars to buy electric cars and smaller subsidies for hybrids. We've agreed to mobilize towards this goal, to make France the premier nation producing clean vehicles in Europe by boosting the production of electric, hybrid rechargeable or hybrid vehicles to a million per year within five years, while at the same time consolidating our industrial base. That's the whole meaning of the support and recovery plan which we've decided on with the entire automotive sector. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,294. That's 90 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $61 billion. 
Currencies, US dollar is trading at 107.48 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 9 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 54 cents. Sport now, and here's Atom Cheung. We start with football. The leaders Bayern Munich have taken a major step to retaining their Bundesliga title as they won 1-0 at second place Borussia Dortmund. Bayern now seven points clear at the top. The goal was scored just before halftime when Joshua Kimmich chipped the ball over the keeper. The effort was admired by teammate Thomas Muller. I think it was... Uh... A long hang time of this ball and everybody, but I had a good feeling from the first moment because uh, Roman Bürki is a great keeper, but uh, one of his strengths is that he is maybe one or two steps outside of his goal uh, because maybe he is not uh, the longest arms. And so with this one or two steps in front, he tried to have a, be have a better angle and Joshua saw that brilliant and it was a beautiful goal. Uh, the rest of the game were maybe missed chances, but a lot of work and a lot of passion. Maybe with the ball, not our best, but with the heart, and that's the most important thing. The AC Milan striker Slatan Ibrahimovic has a calf injury and could be out of action for a month. The club said the injury to the 38-year-old is not career-threatening. Ibrahimovic left the pitch early in Monday's training. He'll be examined again in 10 days. Newcastle have begun talks to sign the Barcelona midfielder Philip Coutinho. This after Bayern Munich decided they will not take the Brazil international on a permanent deal. Coutinho spent five seasons in the English Premier League with Liverpool before moving to Barca in 2018. Newcastle have also identified Liverpool midfielder Sheridan Shakiri as a major transfer target this summer. The Swiss international has played just 10 times for the Reds this season. Meanwhile, the 370 million US dollar takeover of Newcastle by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund is still in doubt. The World Trade Organization ruled yesterday that the country is behind a pirate TV and streaming service that offers illegal access to sporting events. And finally, the NHL commissioner Gary Bettman says the league will abandon the rest of the regular season and go straight into the playoffs with 24 teams instead of 16 if play is able to resume. The league and its players association are still trying to figure out health and safety protocols as well as where to play. Bettman said voluntary workouts could begin as early as next week. Formal camps aren't expected to start until after July 1st. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Tight security around LegCo and across Hong Kong ahead of today's debate on the National Anthem Bill. Security Secretary John Lee says the authorities are investigating whether people arrested over recent bomb and gun fines have any connection with foreign organisations. And two U.S. senators introduce a bill that they say will defend Hong Kong's autonomy. The news from RTHK.
And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the twenty seventh of May, is today's date. Welcome back to Mr. Phil Whelan on this morning's Morning Brew. We're going to be uh, starting the program with a chat with Sonali Figueres. You may remember her as the Green Queen herself. Sonali is the founder of Green Queen, which is a health and sustainability online media platform. And this week, we'll be chatting about plant-based food and also how China is getting on board. 
Um, that'll be in about 10 minutes' time. And uh, after the 2.30 news, uh, Cruzan McCalligan will be joining us for our midweek audio column once again. And this week, Cruz will be chatting about deadlines. That's right. Uh, deadlines is something that we all face. And uh, we'll be asking whether they are imaginary lines in the sand or essential workplace targets. And uh, we'll be decoding dead. Well, she'll be decoding deadlines. Uh, feel free to drop us an email or uh, find us on the Facebook page, which is Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You can also drop us an email, which is 123show at rthk.hk. And I think I mentioned this before, um, but uh, RTHK has opened its doors and gates once again uh, to welcome guests in the